doctor is standing by on your telephone. Welcome to SBH Bronx Health Talk, produced by SBH Health System and broadcast from the beautiful studios at St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I'm Stephen Clark. From the common cold to a stroke, telemedicine is helping to diagnose and treat patients. The American Medical Association says nearly 75% of all doctor, urgent care, and emergency room visits could be handled safely and effectively over a phone or a TV monitor. Presently, an estimated 7 million people use telehealth services, and one study says 82% of millennials would rather have a telemedicine visit than an in-person consult. Insurance companies are also listening. 48 states are now requiring telehealth coverage and insurance plans, and more than half of all hospitals are said to be in the process of setting up telehealth programs. With us today to discuss telemedicine is Dr. Jatendra Barmesha, Senior VP and Chief Information Officer at SBH Health System. Welcome, Dr. Barmesha. Thank you, Steve. So let me start out by saying, I know at one time the saying was, the doctor couldn't diagnose or treat you over the telephone, so come to the office. That's not really the case now, right? True, true. And uh, thank you for the um, introduction. And these numbers are increasing uh, by leaps and bounds as we speak. Uh, regarding telehealth, it's an overall uh, digital transformation uh, strategy for any healthcare services. And as you all know, the telemedicine is only one part of the telehealth uh, strategies. For those uh, of you who may or may not know, telehealth is remote delivery of health services and clinical information uh, using telecommunication technologies. So let's talk uh, to the layperson. What does telemedicine look like? It comes in different flavors. So one is uh, synchronous uh, telemedicine. That means uh, you are speaking or viewing images uh, at the same time or in real time. And the second one is the asynchronous. So what you do is you store the images or you store the film and then you forward it to the relevant uh, practitioners. So that is called asynchronous. And the third one is uh, it's a direct to consumer. That means you are in your home or uh, nursing homes or long-term care facilities. You have sensors uh, placed on you or near you so that we can check your vitals and other uh, clinical science. Is the future happening today or are we still a few years away? Actually, it is happening today as we speak. Okay, and, and what technologies are supporting or enabling this to happen that couldn't have happened, I don't know, five, ten years ago? Electronic health records, uh, digitization of the medical records, uh, use of internets and uh, use of 3G, 4G or maybe a newer one is the 5G wireless and Wi-Fi capabilities. Why are we moving in this direction? There are several reasons. Uh, it's a consumer-driven healthcare, and uh, as we are moving forward to value-based care and access to care, which is a huge issue for certain specialties, uh, for primary care, I think they will narrow the gap and bend the cost curve. Well, we talk about primary care, but what specialty services also are or shortly will be available through telemedicine? Oh, so currently they are available. And the um, in our patient population, uh, there is a huge issue regarding the uh, behavioral health and using telepsychiatry, uh, notably, and uh, psychotherapy, even teledietitian, uh, they can actually close the gap. Are patients resisting this or are they jumping to the opportunity of doing this? 
majority of the patients are very happy. They have easier access to the providers they need. They don't have to wait. They don't have to travel and they do not have to take time out from their work. There are more advantages I see with the use of these technology-related healthcare services. I guess also there's the frustration patients feel when they make an appointment, they're told it's going to take two or three or four weeks to see the doctor, right? Correct. And it's also helpful for the providers. I mean, there are so many white spaces in your scheduling and there is no show. So to bridge the gap, it's beneficial to both patients and providers, actually. Now, you're, you're a physician as well as a CIO, so you, you see the benefits from both perspectives, right? Absolutely. As I said, for the betterment of the community and the patients and also for the bottom line, it's a win-win situation. I saw one survey that said to date, less than 10% of Americans are presently using telehealth services. Is this the lack of knowledge, a fear of the unknown, a lack of accessibility, all of the above, none of the above? So it's multifactorial, actually. Uh, as you said, it's a, a fear and it's not personalized. But there are other issues, for example, uh, licensing issues, the payers issues. But those things have come a long way, actually. Even in New York State, almost all payers now pay for telemedicine or telehealth services, including public programs like Medicaid, Medicare Advantage, and an employer-based program. The second challenge is where the, uh, what we call it, website manners uh, or education to providers. How do we integrate these type of technologies into our clinical workflow? So it's uh, educational issues regarding the providers and as I mentioned regarding the payers and also for the patients who feel that one-to-one -one is more beneficial. But I, I think once you start using these services, both the providers and the patients will realize how easy and how helpful it is. Should patients worry that medicine is going to lose the, you know, the personal touch? Absolutely no. If it is done in a fully integrated way using the appropriate technologies for the right patients at the right time, using electronic health records, I think it is a complementary. Okay, but, but it's not going to happen overnight. It, I mean, it's still... It's going to happen gradually over time, right? Absolutely. Uh, there are some early adopters, and they are still trying to figure it out how they are going to disseminate or assimilate into their clinical workflow. It will definitely take some time. Ten years from now, a decade from now, what is it going to look like? I mean, are, are we talking about having telemedicine as sort of the go-to I think telehealth as as a whole, as I said about telemedicine is a part of telehealth strategies, will become mainstream. I predict that more than 80% of the ambulatory care visits will be through telemedicine. Also, the subspecialty care between the providers and providers or use of other emerging technologies like robotics or um, robots, they will be part of the mainstream healthcare delivery in this country. Is telemedicine going to become the um, house call of tomorrow? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so it's a, it's really it's an evolution. Yes. Is there a concern that healthcare may become more fragmented as a result? Not really, actually. If it is done in a right way, uh, integrating your electronic health record and with member education or patient education and provider education, uh, it will become part of our day-to-day -day healthcare practices. You know, we talk about concerns or potential concerns that patients may feel. What about providers? 
Do you get pushback from doctors here at SBH Health System? Absolutely. Uh, There are definitely concerns about the providers or those who are working in this geographic location because the now the services will be anywhere in uh, 50 uh, contiguous states you can visit your specialty or other services you don't need a bricks and mortar type of clinical services for particular use cases so really medicine healthcare is in some ways going the direction of finance i guess you know where you don't need a bank on every corner True. right it's really amazing that we've reached this point and you feel that medicine, diagnosis, treatment will actually be enhanced as Absolutely. A it will be complementary. Now, again, just a word of caution, not all diagnoses can be made through telemedicine. Uh, there are some particular use cases, uh, minor ailments or urgent type of cases or video consultation with the subspecialty. So there are definitely some use cases. It will not be the only solution, but it will be a complementary solutions for our healthcare services. Is there a concern that telemedicine can take us too far? Not really, actually. So you're really 100% advocating that we move in this direction? I'm very optimist. And if you look at the employer-based insurance programs, they are covering 100% these days. So definitely there is value to patients, providers, even payers, actually. And more and more telemedicine, which we didn't discuss now, is coming into medical education as well. So you can educate through different modalities of our future doctors or nurses or uh, allied professionals through this uh, technology. You're talking to residents and medical students about what medicine is going to look like when they become attendings and older doctors and senior doctors? Absolutely. Actually, a couple of years ago, American Association of Medical Colleges have revised their curriculum for medical students to incorporate uh, digital health and telemedicine into their curriculum and so forth, the residency programs as well. Wow, so this is really exciting. Yes. I mean, we're actually seeing perhaps the greatest evolution over a very short period of time in medicine that we have in the past, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this sort of like fits in there with some of the, you know, the discovery of penicillin or something over the years and the fact that it's really changing the face of medicine and what we've known we've grown accustomed to over the years right it's beneficial to all the stakeholders that's why it is uh, being adopted very quickly and very fast and uh, as we move towards value-based care there will be more and more use cases uh, providers will be happy patients will be satisfied payers are looking to decrease their cost or bending the cost curve uh, i think it's uh, beneficial to everyone all the stakeholders and that will happen in the bronx absolutely in the not too distant future say stay tuned Okay. Dr. Barmesha, thank you very much. That's all we have time for today. And thank you for joining us in SBH Bronx Health Talk. For more information on services available at SBH, visit www.sbhny.org. And thank you until next time.